this week on the Danny Brown Show. To be able to get back on stage and to see the people that really enjoy the music again and start to feel, I don't know, like appreciated in some sense. Like, oh shit, they do love me. That crowd loved you. Your boy is back. You know what I'm saying? I'm back. Damn, you a more gangster dad than I am. I wouldn't have did that shit, man. Like, I don't know. I'm like, no, nigga, you taking this charge. Fuck that. If I go on a naked hike, I'm taking like some Viagra or something. I'm going to be out there fully charged up. Like, I'm going to be boned. You ain't about to see this motherfucker on limp. You about to see the full, you know what I'm saying? You about to get the full dick. It's the Danny Brown Show. Sit back, relax your eye now. Why your mates do the yows? It's the Danny Brown Show. We about to get live. Let's go. It's the Danny Brown Show. Sit back, relax your eye now. Why your mates do the yows? It's the Danny Brown Show. We about to get live. Let's go. Yo, yo, yo. What up, though? It's your boy. Coming to y'all live from YMA Studios in Austin, Texas. Your boy, Danny Brown. I got the booth boys with me. And we got Heather in the house. So we got a booth girl today, huh? Hello, hello. How you doing, Heather? I'm good. We just saw your show in I Austin. Know. It, it was, was so great. fun, right? Yeah, I, I loved it. See me jump around, act like a fucking maniac. It was so fun, Danny. Well, I, I, I can't say I, I did a lot of jumping around Peggy. He carried a lot of leg on that. You know what I'm saying? I, I used to be so worried being on stage with him because I used to, you know, in my younger days about his age, I used to run around with that much energy and I used to be drunk and shit. So, yeah, you know, you're feeling the music, you're having fun and shit. And I, I was just so worried about us just running and fucking crashing into each other. That was one clip I did not want to see go viral on the Internet is his fucking ass football tackling me. But for the most part, all the shows was fun. Shouts out to everybody that came out to the Scaring the Hoes tour. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you guys came out in um, Austin. Thank you guys so much. It was great to feel that support from the crew. You know what I'm saying? Oh, thank you for having us, man. It was a blast. Yeah, Zolo, we got we got Brolo out that night. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> I like to see, you see, I, I, I'm, I'm caught up in my discipline. I don't let nothing like that get me down. Because like I say, for the most part, man, you know, I, I hate for people Tonight, you know, just because I'm in my recovery and shit, don't want to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? So people don't, because we we literally the entire tour, we had no drinks backstage, obviously. And that was one of the suckiest things about checking in the hotels, too. I always had to wait for my room because they fucking would get all the liquor and shit out. So I'd be sitting down in the fucking lobby, chilling out and shit, waiting them to get all the liquor. But they was fucking up because it's one thing to get the fucking liquor out of my room, but they would take every fucking drink that was in the fucking hotel room. So I would be fucking late night looking for water and shit. Got to go down to the lobby and shit. But yeah, man, touring was fun, man. Shouts out to the boy Peggy, man. We got one more show left. But um, yeah, man, it was great, man, to see the people that really enjoyed the music. You know what I'm saying? Like, just saying, you know, and it, for another thing, it, it really like triggers something into me, I will say, because it's like I, I, I said before, I you fucking get wasted and shit, getting all fucked up. And it was like out of nervousness sometimes, you know, but I, now I'm starting to realize that probably was like an excuse and I just wanted to get fucked up because it turned to the point of where I, I wasn't really nervous anymore, you know, and maybe that was alcohol and drug induced in some sense. It got to the point where I would just couldn't wait to get on stage because it started to be fun for me. I mean, the worst part was I got fucking sick, like in the beginning of the fucking tour, during like most of the Midwest days. So if you came out to any of the Midwest shows, you probably seen I was a little fucking out of there. But that's that's the thing that happens, man. Like being on the road, man, I don't know, just dealing with hotel rooms. But I think for the most part, I got fucking sick in Kentucky. Shouts out to Jack Harlow. He sent us a whole bunch of KFC. I don't know what he thought sitting two black men. A bunch of chicken was going to do, but um, shouts out to him, man. That let me know. I mean, maybe it was a joke. I don't know. 
I didn't eat that shit though. I'm like, man, this motherfucker poisoned this shit or some shit. I don't know. But I ended up getting sick in Kentucky. And it was just from, you know, being on stage, it's so fucking hot and, you know, you're jumping around, you're rapping and shit and just sweating so fucking much, you know? And I just sweat so much and then it got to the point where, you know, after the show, they got to, you know, deal with merch and, you know, you know, just doing a lot of business shit. And you're just sitting back there and I wasn't bringing a change of clothes, dumb me. And I was just sweaty as fuck and it was fucking cold as fuck in that um, green room and next thing I know the next day I woke up I was sick as fuck man I thought I had COVID for a minute but turns out I didn't but um yeah man I was fucking so it took me like I would be laying in bed like the beginning of the tour I was like laying in bed all day I couldn't even go to sound check just sick all day fucking coughing and it was just it was real bad but I would feel it was like I don't know maybe like an adrenaline rush type thing like right before I get on stage I would feel good and I would be able to perform for that hour even though I didn't have much energy and shit you know, but because I, I didn't even have a voice for like whole, for like half of the day or the whole day. But for some reason, every time I would get back on stage, my voice would come back and I'd be able to sing the songs and shit. So I was really out of it, man. That's the sucky part. But it happens on tour, man. I feel like I get sick every tour. And in the beginning stages, I would always get like fucking, um, you know, you're dealing with so much. I, I had to learn to bring my own soap. You know, you dealing with that hotel soap, man. That's a different animal right there, man. Like, you be fucking washing up with that fucking hotel soap and shit. And my fucking skin would break out, all type of shit. I remember one tour, I was fucking taking oatmeal baths every night. All type of shit. It was just all fucked up. But so, for the most part, man, it did fucking, um, I don't know, it, it triggered something in me to where now it's like, you know, music sometimes. You know, just dealing with the music business and all that shit, man. It, it, it could be a little draining sometimes, but now... I'm back having fun with it, man. Like, as soon as I got back home, I fucking hooked up all my equipment because I had all my equipment on the road with me. Even though I wouldn't say I worked on that much music, I would say the fucking Steam Deck became my best friend. So I was fucking playing fucking video games for the most part, which, you know, I, like I told y'all, you know, with me not smoking weed and shit, games wasn't hitting the same, but no, I got it back. I got it back. Everything is starting to come back, you know? So um, I was pretty, for the most part, like just hanging out in my hotel room, playing games and shit and and even um I, I started to enjoy that part of being on the road like i would say like being on the road is always being like so lonely and shit and i would always fucking you know get wasted or be fucking around with bitches and doing all that kind of shit but no i, I got to the point where i actually enjoyed after the show and and going back to my hotel room and just having that quietness and just like because it, it, it was hard in the beginning because I would have like, you know, when you on stage and you jumping around in front of all these people and you'd get like some type of adrenaline rush. And, you know, when you come off stage, you're like, now what? You know, I need a way to calm down. Like, you know. How I, did you manage all that like temptation and things you used to do on tour? Um, For the most part, I just didn't put myself in any of those situations. You know, like I wasn't really trying to meet fans or not saying that, you know, any of those any any of that shit would have like drove me back or nothing like that. I just didn't put myself in those positions to where I have that. Like it was no alcohol around me, you know. Peggy was still drinking. He was still having a great time, you know. Yeah, and then you had uh you had some what was it? Some tequila in the, in the green room for yeah. us. I thought that was like very thoughtful considering everything you're mm -hmm. trying to do. So no, I did that for y'all. I want I wanted to see my boy Brolo come out. <laughs> he <laughs> certainly <you>. did. <laughs> much appreciated. Yeah, yeah, man. But like I say, I can't. You know. Just because I'm not drinking no more, that don't mean nobody else can have fun, you know? So, yeah, man, for the most part, I really just, you know, started to enjoy it again, man. Like, 
you know, just starting to find my, I, so I, I, I really do have to thank Peggy for that, you know, so shout out to my boy Peggy, man, for bringing that love back to me, uh, because it's, you know, you like, you know, going through the pandemic and all that and not being able to tour and sitting around for so long, you know, to get, to be able to get back on stage and to see the people that really enjoy the music again and start to feel, I don't know, like appreciated in some sense, like, oh shit, they do love me. That crowd loved you. Your boy is back. You know what I'm saying? I'm back. So it started to give me that fucking confidence again to even want to make music and, and and then make me realize why I do this shit in the first place. Because like I say, dealing with the music business, you start to feel like, you know, it's just like a money thing and, you know, just get caught up in that whole world. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm, I feel like I'm just back having fun. Like it's back became a hobby again. And shout out to my boy Skyler, Skywalker, my DJ. You know, everybody knows Skyler. He was fucking, you know, we'll, you know, certain off days, you know, when we had time, we'll uh, hook up the equipment in my room and just watching him make beats and doing, I was, I was peeking over his shoulder and shit, stealing little tips and tricks and shit, you know? So now I'm back at the crib, hooked my shit up. I've been fucking making beats every day, which is, you know, I'm not like a fucking good producer or anything, especially after working with Peggy and seeing all the work that goes into it. But, you know, it, it's almost like me having an acoustic guitar and it, it triggers ideas to make me to start writing songs so i'm actually um starting on another album already to be honest and this one's ain't even out yet but that was another cool thing too we're pretty much you know i'm just pretty much waiting now but everything's done like um i shot the album cover um pretty much all the samples have been cleared or everybody's been paid and shit so i'm just waiting on a word you know so that yeah, should man. be coming soon sooner than i probably expect you know i, I um as much, you know, being on the road, as fun as it was, it can still be, I don't know, a little taxing on the body. I'm 42 years old, so <laughs> I was some nights where I was like, fuck, I'm fucking sore. Even though, I, like I said, I wasn't doing as much running around and jumping as Peggy and shit, but I still, you know, just being up there for like an hour straight, you know, even though you get that little break, we had our little 15-minute breaks where we did our solo sets and shit, but I was finding myself, and I think it was probably my dumb ass with my clothes choices and shit. Like, wearing the big red boots the entire tour probably was not the best idea. But I did find that, um, because Peggy liked to throw a lot of water. So it would be, the whole staves would be covered with water and shit. But they were kind of like wellies. You know, like, if I was wearing sneakers, I know everybody seen me wear, seen that video of me fucking falling on stage in Australia. That was for me wearing fucking sneakers, never performing in fucking sambas again, because they fucking so light. And all that shit, man. You ain't got to show it, Zolo. God damn it. It's such an embarrassing moment for me, man. Like, but yeah, and so the big red boots, I kind of felt like they kept me grounded in that sense where I didn't have, you know, because you got to kind of step high when you wear those. You can't like drag your feet and shit. So I was like, you know, stepping high and shit. And, you know, it, it kept me grounded on stage. You know, it was a, it was a couple of nights where Peggy fell. But I think, I think he does it on purpose or some shit. Like, I don't know, man. But, um, yeah, man, I'm 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 really excited for what the future, you know, has has to offer with with my new, I can't say newfound love, but me finding a love back of making music and shit, man. So, shouts out to everybody, man, that came out to the tour, man. Love y'all, motherfuckers, man. We gonna hop into some of these ex Dannys, um. But yeah, man, I do thank you guys from the bottom of my heart again, man. That was great to see you guys there, man. So fun. Yeah, man. All right. Um, first up, we got Shooter Games. Danny. Yo, Danny, longtime fan of your music and podcast. Have you ever played Rainbow Six Siege? Or for that matter, are there any shooter games you recommend? Um, 
for the most part, I, I always tell people that um, you know, those shooting games are triggering, man. I don't, I don't really get too much caught up. I like to play games that make me feel happy. I don't want to see motherfuckers getting their brains blew out all the fucking time. I'm from the hood. I used to see that shit in real life. So no, nah, man, I don't really play um. And he, I mean, I guess if you count games like um, I really do like games with deep storylines and lore and shit like that. So I really enjoy like cyberpunk and shit like that. I guess, you know, GTA and stuff. But for the most part, like first person shooters or battle royale games and shit like that. No, I don't really play those, man. I mean, I suck at them, to be honest. You, you, you got to pick your poison. You know, you got to know what you're good at and what you're not. But uh, shooter games is not my thing, man, I will say. Um, so, no, I don't. I mean, I, I think. um. I used to play a lot of um, GoldenEye. <laughs> Hell yeah. That shows my age. I think that was the one shooter game I really was into. But shit's changed now. It's so fucking realistic now. Like motherfuckers that's in the Call of Duty and shit, and that's all they fucking play is like, that shit is fucking crazy to me, man. I, I believe, man. I'm not going to go that far. I was almost about to say something that was fucked up. But no, nah, I don't play any shooter games, man. I like um, I like RPGs, man. JRPGs and shit like that, man. Um. I was playing a lot of The Witcher because I never finished it. So, um, and then I started watching the show. And, you know, so I just started playing a lot of The Witcher, even though I, I told myself I was going to finish it while I was on the road. But I think that whole being sick thing fucked me up. And, but I'm, um, I'm back, you know, I, I, I fucked with it a little bit yesterday. But, man, so many good games that are about to come out. I'll talk about it later, though. But, um, hold my weed. What's up, Danny and the Booth Boys? My son is 16 years old, and we share a lot of music together. Recently, he and I went to your concert with Peggy in Orlando. While in line waiting to get into the show, he saw the metal detectors and had to come clean that he brought his weed pen with him. He asked me to hold the pen for him to get into the show. He's a good kid, so I did hold the pen for him, snuck it inside, and gave it back to him. I used to smoke, but never around him. I wonder what would Danny do in this situation. Is 16 old enough for weed? Keep it high and tight, Chris. Damn, you a more gangster dad than I am. I wouldn't have did that shit, man. Like, I don't know. I'm like, no, nigga, you taking this charge. Fuck that. You know, you get caught with this shit, you know. Fuck that. But um, it's 16. I mean, I, I started smoking weed around that time. And, you know, you got school and shit. There's so much other shit you need to be thinking about when you're that age, you know. But it's a lot of temptations and a lot of shit, you know, dealing with fucking high school and shit is hard, man. But I... um. In that situation, no, I wouldn't have took that fucking weed pen for him. I'd have been like, no, motherfucker, you taking this charge. You better figure it out. You better put that motherfucker up your ass crack or something. I ain't about to, I ain't, I'm too old. I can't take no cases. You know what I'm saying? You better do that shit. But yeah, man, um, no, I wouldn't have did that. So you're a better dad than I am. Because I would have been like, what the fuck? I mean, you know, that's like one step from like, you know, you smoking weed with your kid and shit you know that shit is weird to me you know my mom used to smoke weed with me but that was when i was got of age not at 16 she would fucking whoop my ass and shit if i got caught smoking weed but um no i would not did that but thanks shout out to everybody in orlando um, orlando was a good show man um you know like um i would say like I, I don't think i have like a huge market in the south for the most part you know that were like you know, it's a lot of places in the South are kind of like, you know, they're cultural. They have their own, like, thing, like, with styles of music that they listen to and shit like that. So just to see the love that we still got, like, like I mean, obviously, you know, Austin has always been a good place for me to perform and shit. You know, like I say, uh, I started my career here in some sense, you know. So Houston was crazy. Fucking Dallas was crazy. Um, Florida was great, man. I mean, we played smaller rooms in Florida. 
you know, Florida, I, I think of Florida as like a fucking, like the glamour and glitz. Like motherfuckers listen to Flowrider and Pitbull and shit. You know what I'm saying? Even though they do got their gangster shit, like, you know, Kodak and all that. But so just to see the kids that came out in Florida it was dope. I, I think the um, the lightest show we played, but it still was fun, was New Orleans. But obviously it's fucking New Orleans, man. They got so much other shit to do. You can just walk around fucking drunk all day. Why the fuck would you want to go to a rap show? You know, so everybody that came out to New Orleans, it was still a fun-ass show. You know, we pretty much sold out most of the dates, you know, that was on a tour. So it was great, man. It was great. All right, next up we got... Did you check out a lot of stuff in the cities you went to, or was it mainly just doing the show and then hotel? Um, Like I said, that's something that I wanted to do. Yeah. But once I got sick, it started to be like um, second. It was like, man, I got to put shit on the back burner. And the only thing I can really concentrate on was getting myself right to fucking um, do the shows. And then once I started feeling better, which was probably around like Portland, Maine, you know, and I, you know, tried, you know, we go out a little bit and get recognized a lot, kind of, you know. So it just started to be like, man, uh, I want to um, just chill. My my girl came out, her and her daughter came out to see me in New York, which was great. We went to Carbones. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Living like bosses. You feel Hell me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was good to see her, you know. But um, for the most part, no, I don't. I didn't really do shit. I just really was just trapped in my hotel room watching fucking A and E first 48 and shit i don't know what that is man i, I my girl was like you, you just missing me because she watch all that murder shit even when, even when she go to bed at night she puts on fucking murder podcasts and shit but like, how do you sleep to this shit you know what i'm saying like that shit is fucking triggering it's just like scary man like you know but yeah i was watching a lot of fucking a and e shows and just laying up relaxing because like i say man i I'm, i really did start to feel my age and shit that's why i gotta get back in the gym like crazy and shit just get my but like the no smoking cigarettes thing i'm, I'm approaching 90 days which i'm really proud of that for myself because um if we know i was down there smoking a pack a day so i did see that i had a lot more breath control on stage than i would usually have so i, I was really grateful for that man like just shouts out to the higher powers you know like man i can't believe i'm not smoking cigarettes you know and they fucking stink now I'm not trying to be the, the cigarette police now, but now that motherfuckers that smoke cigarettes, you know, I'd be like, man, it's fucking gross, man. Like, you know, like Skyler, he'll step out and he'll smoke a cigarette sometime and then he'll come back in. I'd be like, what the fuck? Did you roll around in a cigarette? Like, why is it, like, why, why is it smell so pungent? Like, it's just really boofing. But I really love that I quit cigarettes, man. And the number one thing is because we all know I like good clothes and shit. You know, and you just fucking, your clothes stink. Now my clothes smell good. You know, I can whoop some shit out, you know. My closet doesn't smell like cigarettes, man. And it's crazy, man. That's, I mean, like I say, alcohol was one thing, but I never thought I'd start smoking cigarettes. But I do feel the benefits already. I know they say probably maybe take a few years, maybe before you really can see the full potential in that. But, um, you know, just 90 days without smoking cigarettes, man. I'm I'm on stage. And, and for the most part, like a lot of my lyrics... And a lot of my songs, it's like a lot of fucking words, man. I didn't really, <laughs> rapping fast and shit, it's like I got to hold my breath and I'm rapping in fucking that nasally tone and shit. So it's like a lot of me holding my breath and shit. And sometimes I fucking feel like I'm about to fucking faint or some shit, man. But, you know, all right, next up we got my sister did me dirty. My sister's a Republican rapper. What the fuck is that? Is that like the motherfuckers that be in the, in the Walmart rapping about Trump and shit and... And being transphobic and extra weird, like I don't, 
Yeah, man, I don't like I don't like this kind of rap. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm go on record to say that I don't I don't I don't like the Republican rap. That's just like that one bitch that stole all the all the Bitcoin money and shit, and then she spent it all on her rap career. Now she fucking about to do life in jail. She deserves it. All right. My sister's a Republican rapper, and she had a birthday party last year and twerked on my boyfriend to Cardi B. Is that disrespectful? Should I get her back at her wedding? Let me know, Danny. Love you. I don't, you and your sister seem like y'all are in competition. That's not uh, with boyfriends. That's not. Um, yes, it was disrespectful. I will say that. I'm not letting no. My, I, he's weird, too. I'm not letting my um, girl sister twerk on me. That's just weird. What if you get a boner? Then what if you start lusting? Like, it's just some shit that just not should be, you know, certain things should just be kept under wraps and not be like that, you know? And that's one of those things, man. Oh, man, sister twerking and all that. That's just weird, man. I don't know. A Republican rapper twerking. <laughs> a white lady, like, it's just, was she just moving her backbone? Like, <laughs> it don't sound like she got a fat ass. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I don't, uh, no, no. Everything about that is wrong. I don't um, condone any of that. I'm not getting into none of that kind of shit, man. I don't get where, um, you know, people, um, they become like these, um, you know, like like political party rappers. Like, I, I don't understand that. I know it's like, a, um, it's a whole, it was some black dude that was like a Trump rapper type shit. I remember him and it was like a whole thing about him, but I don't get that. I mean, I know people want to have their um, political views and, you know, that always been a thing in music, you know, so... You know, it's good to, you know, have that kind of content out there. But just when you uh, consider yourself to be like a Republican rapper, that's just like the weirdest shit in the world to me. Like, you know, like, is that your whole, that's your whole thing? Like, I don't know, man. I can't fuck with that. I'm not trying to hear no, don't send me no music. <laughs> don't, don't do none of that. We're not going to do none of that. So next up, we're going to have to do some white people shit. Which I would say I saw a lot of white people shit going on with these shows. I mean, I, I mean, it always comes off like I'm trying to clown on them and shit, but that's just not the thing, you know. But the motherfuckers party like a motherfucker, man. It's, it's, and I guess, um, you know, I, I would think that anything, you know, being on stage, you know, and being in my sobriety and shit, and just look out in the crowd and see a motherfucker that's fucked up, it would be like, man, I'm glad I'm not that guy. It was one guy so fucked. I don't know what he took. He had to take something, man. And he was, he was pretty much just like head banging on a gate. I'm like, man, what are you trying to do? You trying to get us a charge in this motherfucker or something, man? Like, the shit was fucked up, man. But, all right, next up we got grocery Danny, debater. Huh? I noticed a lot of people are passing out <laughs> at these shows. Is that a Texas thing or is this like a new young person phenomenon? Because there were so many people getting like hauled off by medical. No, I think that was just a Texas thing. I mean, we're fucking jumping around in 100 degree weather. And then we we're outside. So, and then, I mean, that was one of those things that I, I don't really fuck with either, though. When you see, like, I, I like to, for kids to get out there and have fun and shit, moshing and, you know, doing all that shit. But a lot of people, you know, they, they wait in line all these hours to be able to get in front and to be on the gate, you know. And then you got these people just pushing you and you're getting crushed up against that gate. So a lot of time when I would see that shit, it was, it was, it was very distracting for me. To pay attention, and you just gotta zone out sometime and just do your music. It was great though. Um, Ari pulled up. Ari had came to the fucking New York show, and we were hanging out and chilling and shit. I don't think Ari really never really probably heard my music like that or nothing. Or he ain't know what he was. He didn't know what to expect. I don't. I don't think so. But he was. I, I seen him. 
Like I was on stage and I seen him up at he was up at the top. They had like a VIP section and shit. And he was up in the bit and he was fucking shaking ass. He was up there vibing out. I'm like, oh shit, this nigga already fucking with it. He feeling it. And then I had looked up and I didn't see his ass no more. I was like, oh, he probably left. But then I seen his girl. He had his girl with him. And I was like, oh shit. Or I don't know. You know, so I was like, fuck. Um, Ari must have bounced. I don't know. Then I look up. He's in a fucking crowd. Like, you know, he's in, you know, I mean, Ari, Ari is a brace in a stardy, so I gotta give him nothing but love and respect for that. But he was bouncing and he was fucking moshing with like 16-year-old kids and shit. I was like, look at this nigga. He turned up. He lit. Next thing I know, he's fucking crowd surfing and shit. So shouts out to Ari, man, come to the show. That meant a lot, man. Cause yeah, look at him, man. He was fucking turned up, man. Fucking Ari. And it was funny because um, Ari had hit me up. He had hit me up um, early when I announced the tour. He's like, oh, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to be in New York around that time. And um, just so happened, out of, out of the grace of luck, we played two New York shows because the first one sold out so quick. And um, he had hit me up like, yo, what's up? I'm coming to the show. I was like, motherfucker, that was yesterday. Because I wanted him to come to the, um, the Pure 17 one because that was, you know, it's a nice venue outside, you know. So I thought he was coming to that one. He was like, I was like, that's what that was shit was yesterday. And he was like, oh fuck, man, I forgot. I, I didn't know. <laughs> but I was like, we playing again tonight. It's just at Terminal Five. And I played at Terminal Five before, so I know how it could get a little ratchet up in that motherfucker. But I will say it was one of the best sound systems that we played on the entire tour. That shit was like when you feel the fucking bass under your feet and shit. It was like fucking crazy. So shout out to Ari, man. Came out, moshed out, you know what I'm saying? It was good to see him, man. Um, next up, we got Naked Hiking. White people shit. Hiya, Danny. June 21st is the official Naked Hiking Day. Is this white people shit? I saw this on Twitter and thought it was a joke. As it turned out, this is a very real thing. I looked at a bunch of images for research purposes, and 85% of the people were white, and in their 30s to 40s. I don't get what the point of it even is. Anyways, your show is always my favorite part of Tuesdays. Ashley. Shout out to Ashley. Um, I wouldn't say this is white people shit at all. I would say this is just some freaky ass shit. I don't give a fuck what nobody thinks, man. Anytime you want to um, be in a wild butt ass naked, it's definitely some sexual connotations involved in that, man. Because if I was out there naked, I'm looking. I'm peeking. I'm looking at titties, asses. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. But yeah, just to be walking around, I'll be... If I would go on a naked hike, I'm taking like some Viagra or something. I'm going to be out there fully charged up. Like, I'm going to be boned. You ain't about to see this motherfucker on limp. You about to see the full, you know what I'm saying? You about to get the full dick. So, yeah, man, I wouldn't say this is no white people shit. I would say this is some freaky motherfucker shit. Because how do you not be around all those naked bodies and don't get a boner and just walk around with a limp dick going through the woods and shit enjoying nature? No, fuck that. I'm enjoying booties and titties and shit, you know? So, yeah, my freaky ass, I, I, I think it's probably great to be one with nature. But shouts out to the um, toe ring bitches. I know that's their thing. They would definitely enjoy the naked hiking. But nah, man. All right. Next up, we got disc golf, which I have seen. And I will say, this is white people shit. I'm already, I'm already in tune with this. I've seen some disc golfing going down. Yo, Danny and the Booth Boy, huge fan of what y'all do. My white people shit for the week is disc golf. I have one black friend who has played it, but he's garbage. Of course. But all my white friends are naturally good at it. Have you ever tried it or heard about it? If not, I think everyone should. It's a good excuse to go for a walk and throw shit, which is always cool white people activity. No, disc golfing. I, won't, I'm, I'm, I will say that this does look like a fun game. I suck at golf. Like, golfing is not my thing, you know. But, um, yeah, I think disc golfing would be good. Only thing, man, um, 
golfing is like I, I didn't realize how much I had um we were in um Connecticut and one of my friends from rehab, I went to go visit him. Shots out my boy Will. And um, you know, he he lived like on a um he had like a resort type situation where he lived as like golfing, bunch of boats, you know, that type of shit. It was lit. And, you know, he was just telling me how hard it is for him, you know, being back at home because everything they do out there and revolves around drinking kind of like motherfuckers that play golf they be getting fucked up on that course you know and then i watched a fucking um i watched a youtube like documentary on john daly man that motherfucker was fucked up man like his ass is fucking eating mcdonald's all day and fucking drinking cokes and yeah look at him he looks disgusting now too but then i i seen that he, they were saying that he had like crazy gambling addictions man like he wasted so many millions of dollars fucking Gambling on golf and shit, smoking cigarettes all day. I don't know, man. John Daly need rehab. We got to help him, man. But it be the crazy shit like this. Like, people like this, that be getting fucked up all day and doing that shit, and they live fucking long-ass lives. I'm not saying at the end of their life, they fucking, it's, it's going out good. <laughs> it's probably going to go out terrible. But, yeah, man. But, yeah, it, it, it's really hard. I, I will think I would have to be fucked up to play some disc golf. I don't think that's something I want to do sober. So that's probably not a game. I'm going to get into, we played a lot of um, cornhole when I was in rehab, which I never played sober. And um, I realized how hard it fucking is when you're sober, man. Like fucking cornhole, man. But yeah, man, I, I feel like it's hilarious. What's the what's the other shit too, man, um, white people have been playing lately? The fucking pickleball? I see. I knew you was going to hit it right on the head. Fucking pickleball, man. That's not something I'm trying to get involved with either, man. Um, Me neither. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of those games, man, they revolve around you got to be beer drunk. That's like a beer drinking type of game, you know, fucking around with pickleball and shit like that. No, nah, man, I, I think I'm um, in my old age, I'm going to stick to board games, you know, fuck with some Monopoly and shit like that. <laughs> Just play my video games because I got I'm not I'm not I'm not as physically fit as I need to be at this point, you know. Just um I got a good workout on stage every night. I feel like I I dropped a couple pounds being on the road you know i did my best to keep my discipline on not eating fucked up food every night but sometimes man you in those certain cities man it ain't too much shit open you ain't really got a choice you know so um yeah man i um i i, I did good in the beginning i will say but then certain cities you go to man the food is so fucking good there you just can't help it man like new orleans is one of those cities man that's why i wasn't even tripping I got the best banana bread I ever had in my fucking life in New Orleans. And I've ate a lot of banana bread. My grandma used to cook a lot of banana bread and all that shit, man. But the fucking best banana bread I ever had in my fucking life, man. Um, so shouts out to New Orleans. I, 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 I usually go out there and I, I really fuck with the seafood heavy, like going and get oysters and shit like that. I didn't really get a chance to do that. But we were eating pretty much eating chicken wings every night. It was almost like we were on a chicken wing tour, figuring out who had the best chicken wings and shit, so... I mean, that's some black people shit. Shots out. <laughs> Shots out. I mean, I think um, Dallas actually won the fucking last show. We got some amazing chicken wings in Dallas. I mean, you know Texas, man. They fucking fry that shit hard, extra seasoning on that shit, you know, lemon pepper. You know, we, we did hit Pluckers a few times. We hollered at Pluckers a few times, my boy. Shots out to Pluckers. But yeah, Dallas, I can't even remember the place we got them from, man, but they were crazy, man. And I, it just made me start, like, I don't know, man. I, I've never been a person to start to have these vegan thoughts and shit like that. But when you eat that many chicken wings, you start to think, man, like, man, I ate 12 chicken wings today. Like, you know, like, 
how many chickens was that? I mean, chickens only got two wings, so I ate like fucking six chickens. Am I a, 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 a serial killer of chickens? Like, you know, do they see me coming? Like, oh shit, like I'm Dahmer or some shit, you know? So I ate chicken wings last night, actually, man. God damn it. I mean, it is what it is, man. All right, um, I guess we're about to get up out this motherfucker, huh? Yeah, man. So um, shouts out to everybody, man. Love y'all, motherfucker. You want to spin the wheel one time? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's spin the wheel and then we'll get up out this motherfucker, man. <laughs> Fucking skydiving. Um, skydiving is something that um I know that probably people probably consider that shit white people shit. But um nah man, I um it's like actually I've watched a lot of like documentaries or just shit about skydiving and the mental properties that come into that, I guess something like that, like risking your life doing something to give you a newfound appreciation for life. And it makes it almost like, I guess doing um, skydiving is like going on a crazy mushroom trip or something like that, man. So um, I would like to skydive. I, I would. I, I, I'd do that shit. I ain't going to lie. I, you should. I, I'll do that shit, you know, but um, not right now. <laughs> no time soon. Maybe like 10 years from now or something like that. I skydive, man. But, you know, not right now. I'm going to just say not right now. But um, I actually um known a chick, man, that she had got really into skydiving, man. And I couldn't just see how it changed her, like, for the better for so much. Because she was, like, pretty much, like, um addicted to drugs and shit like that. And, you know, she just found, like, a whole new community a community in skydiving and had nothing but skydiving friends now, and they just always went out on weekends and shit. Now, now I will say, when you skydiving every weekend, that's a little, you know, maybe one time every five years or something, but skydiving every weekend, man, like, you, you're kind of risking it now. You, you, you're kind of playing with it too much, you know? So, yeah, but I will, I will like to skydive, but I, I, I've seen, like, you know, when you do the training courses before you actually do it, you got to be fucking balancing on these big-ass fans and shit like that. That shit looks a little hard. So, um... But yeah, I'm I'm definitely down to go skydiving. Come on, Chad, you ready? I am so down. All right, we'll, we'll yeah, I did it, it once when I was 21, but uh, I'm down to do it again. Oh shit, this motherfucker flirting with. All right, all right, all right, we're back. All right, <laughs> all right, love y'all, motherfuckers, man. See y'all again next week, man. We about this motherfucker. Peace. Peace.